Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the West Side at Home podcast. This is Dave Steimers. Some of you might remember that in 2004, there was a massive tsunami. There was an earthquake, massive earthquake under the Indian Ocean that caused this huge tsunami and uh, hit a whole number of countries in that part of the world. And tragically, more than a quarter of a million people died. The damage was incredible. And so many people didn't see it coming and didn't have time to get uh, to safety. And so, so many casualties. It was such a tragic time. In that part of the world, there is a small people group called the Moken people. They are people who live for entire stretches, like long stretches, seasons, on the water. They're nomadic, so they don't really believe in owning land. They just kind of go where they need to get their resources. And um, yeah, they live for massive stretches, almost entirely on the water. And I read about them and I had to double check because some of the things you read about them are just so incredible. Like um, they've proven that they can see way better than you or I could underwater. And they did all this research to figure out why. And some of it, they, they see that there's actually structural differences in their eyes. And some of that might be genetic, but they found a lot of it is environmental. It's because these people spend so much time underwater that they have developed the ability to see way further and way better than most people can underwater. They have this incredible intimacy with the water. But you think of this group who lives at this part of the world and would have thought that as they live on these boats right on the water, that when a tsunami that big hit, they would be one of the most hardest hit of anyone you could imagine. And yet they weren't. So there was, I think, some kind of journalist that was there doing some research and and trying to take some pictures of these people. And uh, he noticed that all of a sudden, before the tsunami came, these people started kind of crying out and they were seemingly mourning and they got their boats to shore and they climbed to the highest uh, point of, uh, I think it was an island that they were at, uh, as high as they could. Um, And this whole group of people were saved in time. And people have asked them questions like, how did you know how to do that? There were so many people who didn't have time to get out of the way and just tragically lost their lives what is it that that was different about you? And the response was basically, we knew how to see. We saw what was coming. They realized that the birds stopped chirping. And apparently they noticed just in a couple of patterns of the waves that something in the ocean was wrong and something huge was about to happen. And what most people missed, they were tuned into because of this incredible uh, attentiveness to the water and how it functioned. And it allowed them to be incredibly wise and strategic in their lives. I wonder if there's so much going on spiritually in our world that we miss because we're not attentive, because we don't know the rhythms, because we fail to recognize what God is doing in our lives or what God is doing around us. And part of the great mission of our spiritual lives and of spiritual disciplines of our prayer lives is to try to become more and more attentive to what God is doing in us and around us so that we can tune in and so that we can start to order our lives around what God is doing because God wants to give us abundant life, eternal life, the good life, not an easy life, but a life where we partner with him, the ultimate divine creative 
loving force of all that is. So I want to just briefly teach you something about um, a prayer called the prayer of examine. And it's one that uh, many people have used um, daily in order to help them to tune into where God is working, where they see God's presence in their life. It's pretty simple, and it's essentially a review of the day. Most people do it at the end of a day in order to look back and to try and discern where they have seen God's presence in their day, and then to set themselves up to look for his presence in the following day. So there's a few different um, sections of the prayer of examine that I'll just move through. And uh, maybe it's something simply that you will adopt um, and, and do just for even, you know, 10 minutes at the end of a day. So the prayer of examine starts with just like any prayer, getting quiet and acknowledging the presence of God, praying for God to reveal himself to us and praying that we might open up our hearts and our minds to what he would have for us. Spending some quiet moments Again, quieting ourselves of the distractions that are around us and allowing ourselves to enter into the conscious presence of God. And then it starts with gratitude. So you look back at your day and just think of things and call to mind. Maybe you're even going to journal through this process, which would be really helpful because you can look back at it later. But to think through your day and what are you thankful for? What was good in your day that you are grateful for? And it could be really simple things. It doesn't have to be massive things. It could be... uh, Wow, it was a really, we had a really great meal tonight for dinner. A friend that texted or called. A moment of, of joy or a moment of peace. Something unexpected that was just uh, a really great part of your day. And just go through and start to list the things that you're grateful for. And to thank God for those things that uh, happened or that you experienced that were really good. And express your gratitude. After that, Start to review your day from morning into noon and afternoon and into the evening. And just think through some things, some questions, asking yourselves, asking yourself where you found God, where you experienced God's presence. And you might not have even noticed it at the time, but that's part of why we do the prayer of exam. And it helps us to slow down and think about where we might have encountered the presence of God. So you might think through a number of questions like this. Where have I found joy in my day today? Or what troubled me today? What was hard? What challenged me today? Where and when did I pause? Did I stop? Did I slow down? What did I experience in those moments? And ultimately, where did I notice God's presence? Maybe in nature, maybe in a relationship, uh, a conversation, an event, Where did I maybe sense that God was uh, leading me or nudging me? Did I feel any inner promptings today? What things struck me or impacted me? Again, just kind of go through morning, noon, evening. Where did I see God's presence? Now, as you do that, you'll also probably, your mind will alert you to uh, certain failings. Or sins that you committed, things you wish you had done or wish you had not done. And this is the opportunity uh, to acknowledge those, to repent of them, to ask for forgiveness. And then as you come through that stage of review, uh, at the end of a day, time to ask for grace for the next day. To ask yourself uh, with what attitude or spirit do you want to begin the next day? 
maybe to uh, do a quick scan or review of what you're expecting in that next day and to ask for God's grace and God's strength uh, to help you through uh, the challenges, to help you experience the joy and the peace of that next day and to sort of close um, that that prayer and that day looking forward and um, pledging to look for the presence of God in the next day. And so it's a simple thing. It's a simple prayer. It's a simple uh, reflective exercise that helps you look for the presence of God. But one that many people, if you make this a habit on a regular basis of doing something like this, is you start to um, see and get better at seeing God's presence throughout your day and to become alert to what he's doing, to sort of wake up to what he might be speaking to you, some of the themes that are happening in your life, some of the ways he might be um, trying to get your attention and some of the ways he's transforming your life, changing you, molding you, making you more like him, more like love himself. And then as you go through your day, the hope is you start to become attentive to the ways that God is moving in your life. And like the Mokan people who had this, this intimate knowledge of the sea and what was happening in the sea, it helped them to strategize in their lives. It helped them to live wisely that we might have such an intimate relationship with God that we might notice what he is doing, how he is working, and that we might strategically be able to partner with the presence of God in our lives, that we might know his love and be able to accept it and to be able to share it, to know his peace that we might be able to feel it and offer it to others, to experience his joy that might punctuate our lives and that we might help speak into the lives of others as well.